0: when this price action moves and gets this data gets thrown out to a project that needs it for, again, let's say DEXs, right? That will need that data to be able to have people be buying and trading with the accurate prices. It's obviously a a big deal because that's how all crypto works, you know? So you need these valid and trusted uh, sources of data. And that's what an Oracle provides is is trusted data sources for your project to function and your communities to be able to map
1: Welcome to the Cardano Source Podcast, I'm your host Blaine Edwards and on this weekly podcast I catch up with a range of Cardano innovators, thought leaders and changemakers who are using Cardano to make an impact within the world of cryptocurrency and beyond. As Charles Hoskinson puts it, we are Cardano and if you'll permit us, we'd like to change the world. If that sounds like you, then make sure to subscribe and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm your host, Blaine Edwards, and today we are joined by Damon, CMO of Charlie 3, an open source decentralized Oracle being built on the Cardano network. So, Damon, brother, cheers for coming on the show. Yeah, kia ora. It's really nice to be here, man. Yeah, so for those that uh, have never been to New Zealand, kia ora means hello. And we said that because Damon spent some time there recently, and I'm from there. I'm a Kiwi myself. I'm a Maori, so indigenous New Zealander represent um so cool kia ora. um all right so i'm looking forward to today learn more about charlie three but before we dive into that can you please do a quick intro on on who you are and tell a little story about how you got involved in this world of cryptocurrency
0: yeah i think everyone has a pretty interesting sort of unique story that they they got involved with it but uh yeah so as Blaine said, my name's Damon. Uh, I'm the CMO. I deal with mostly marketing uh, with Charlie Three. And, and my background is actually purely medical. Um, I started with a degree in kinesiology, which is uh, sports science and, and biomechanics was my specialty and mm-hmm. did a lot of research in that area. And then I moved into nursing and then uh, through friends, uh, longtime friends that uh, were in crypto and you know trying to expose me to it for many years uh i got into decided to take the jump i guess and uh try out my hand in in the crypto space and uh i went really hard at it and uh was very interesting to me in a new venture and uh kind of just it <laughs> got me way too ingrained very quickly so uh, i managed to network uh quite effectively and impress the right people and uh that's how I got to where I'm at with uh, owning this coin now. So it's, it's a pretty surreal experience so far and, and I'm just happy and uh, feel very uh, lucky to be where I'm at.
1: hundred mm, percent. So was your first crypto uh, that you're exposed to, was that Cardano? Or was it kind of
0: Bitcoin, Ethereum? Yeah, the, the first stuff that I was ever exposed to, I think like anyone will be Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Like when you first hear about it uh, is Bitcoin. But what brought me into crypto my very first buy was cardano uh i started with a few thousand dollars that i had at the time and i loved the academic background the humanitarian background kind of philanthropic as well uh a goal of what cardano is and um and the the community i've been involved with other projects in different areas like that i've done with um you know, side marketing jobs. That's, you know, I, just because my background is all medical doesn't mean I didn't do marketing things otherwise. Right. So mm-hmm. when I've been mm-hmm. involved with these other communities and stuff within gaming or, or whatever, um, community was always the biggest thing that I saw as a driving success for any project. Um, didn't matter exactly what the tech was, uh, to a point, um, it was more a, a strong supportive, um, caring community that, that wanted to, do good for everyone involved. And I saw that with Cardano throughout the research I did. And, uh, that's why I went Cardano. That that's the main thing. Interesting. So that
1: community, um, yeah. So Mm -hmm. with me, Cardano has an extremely strong foundation and one aspect of that foundation is the community and other ones is kind of just the, the peer review process, the scientific process, like they spend a lot of time on the foundation, which, um, May rub people the wrong way sometimes because things may happen slightly slower. Uh, I still think you know things are moving pretty quickly from my point of view, but like it is a slower process. But you're building like a foundation of granite, and if you're trying to change the systems of the world, you want a foundation of granite. Like yeah, that's just totally what it is. It, yeah. So that's that's yeah. kind of what drew me into to Cardano personally. Okay, yeah, so, the
0: purity side is for sure. Me too. Like, like I said, my uh, academic background, and same with the rest of the team. It uh, yeah. it brought us in it's slower, but sure, you know, total uh, fox and the uh, or sorry, the uh, turtle in the hair, kind of story, right? Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it's exactly the same way, right? Like, make sure it's solid. So, mm. totally agree with you.
1: Interesting, interesting. Okay, so now Charlie Three, let's kind of pivot to your project. So, what is Charlie Three?
0: Well, I think most people are uh, familiar with Chainlink and it's basically that for Cardano. So Oracle situation um, obviously will be a bit different. Uh, and our main difference from Chainlink, people ask us all the time, is uh, just the code base to begin with, right? Uh, Chainlink is, is centered in, uh, in its foundation around the Solidity language, right? For in their code base. And we're building on Haskell to be native specifically for Cardano Um, and we will be doing other things but uh, people might ask also like what is an Oracle I didn't know when I started in crypto either and it's basically kind of a backbone for most projects to get the data they need in order to actually function so you know, your dexes or gambling protocols or anything that needs random generation or anything that, again, any project that actually needs data and in their functions will come through an Oracle that is sourcing that data from other areas. So certain things that I mentioned already, you know, price feeds, any kind of other numerical data, things like uh, sports results, uh, weather updates, uh, anything like that, location even updates for, for different uh, sectors, different uh, platforms, you know, we'll need all of that from different sources and what an Oracle does and what my project does for, for Charlie will source that data from outside off-chain sources from other crypto projects or from real world assets diff- through uh, different APIs set up through, uh, you know, for, for stock data or anything else and, uh, and, and data that's on-chain as well that's being processed through these different projects and sift through it break it down, validate that data to make sure it's positive, correct, and, and real for your processes, and uh, give it to the the customers that need it in, in the correct uh, amounts and specified for their needs. Uh, so it helps their process actually continue and work properly. So oracles are a very, very needed backbone foundational aspect uh, of any uh, chain, I'll say. Yeah.
1: Okay, so Charlie 3, so a lot of people in this space will be familiar with Chainlink. So Charlie 3 is kind of the Cardano version of that. Um, Could we maybe break down a little bit just around why it's needed in terms of a blockchain? So um, from my noobish understanding of blockchain, so when there's a transaction that goes through, you have these nodes that need to kind of verify that transaction and like there needs to kind of, I guess, be consensus. Mom, that's my mom. Oh my God. <laughs> mom, stop doing that. <laughs> uh, hold I love on you man. Gonna, he just gonna, wants to talk. I'm going to edit this part out. Um, I'm going <laughs> to put I think it's fine to leave it in. It sounds, it's funny. Okay. I might leave it in, but I'll turn off my phone. Um, slide off. Sorry, mom. Love you. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, like, so the, the, these nodes... Validating need, nodes, yeah. Yeah, so, with uh, these nodes validating these transactions, like, there needs to be some sort of consensus within uh, these nodes when they verify that transaction to kind of... Um, so, there's consensus around the state of that blockchain. Mm-hmm. So, when you're bringing in information that is perhaps, like, dynamic, like, let's say you're trying to... That transaction involves, let's say a Cardano price, like you're, you're kind of yeah. taking set the, the Cardano price in that very specific moment. When those nodes are verifying that particular transaction and are getting the price of Cardano at that moment from different sources, because the price of Cardano is dynamic, each node um, may get a different price for yeah. Cardano. And so because of that, there is isn't necessarily a consensus between those nodes. So mm-hmm. is, is, is an Oracle solution one way of solving? Because that's obviously a problem based on how blockchains work. Is Oracle's yeah.
0: like a way to remedy that somehow? Exactly. So it, it, you use the right wording there as invalidation, right? So it's, it aggregates that data, as you said, is that they have all these different nodes and it pools it in. And then we we validate that, and we have a different a few different ways of of managing that that are separate from from what other oracles do in the moment is is to validate that data properly. Um, so one, you're getting that that same data can be hopefully aggregated from different sources, right? So it's going to come from well, yeah, I'll just say different sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to come from all these other places, right? Aggregate into one area. You might have these different values, but they might be just slightly off, right? And then it creates a consensus of what is close enough to the real value, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And within infinitesimal amounts, right? It's kind of like averaging and saying, okay, yeah, this is correct, this is correct, this is correct, all of these things match up, validates uh, what you have, but if there's any outliers, we call them bad actors, right? Um, Those get cut from the equation right? So if, if there's an outlier that's it's too far off, that's been, it's old, it's not a recent update, because uh, that does happen often, uh, it will get cut from the equation. So that data, when it gets sent out, uh, is proper uh, aggregated and, and validated through the right uh, measures, instead of having this one thing that throws off the price. And another thing, depending on the project, um, you need more accurate updates. Like you said, it's changing constantly, especially for a large chain, like an ADA price, you know, many, many transactions per second, you know, and the whole thing with that is again, like you said, it it changes. So it needs to, uh, it needs to be frequently updated and uh, those accurate updates from multiple sources need to be uh, checked uh, Mm -hmm. properly. Uh, accordingly so again when this process when this price action um moves and gets this data gets thrown out to a project that needs it for again let's say dexes right that um will need that data to be able to have people be buying and trading with the accurate prices um it, it's obviously a, a big deal because that's how all crypto works you know so you need th- these uh valid and trusted uh sources of data and that's what an oracle provides is is trusted data sources for your project to function and your communities to be able to manage
1: interesting okay so if i had to try and summarize that into a nutshell um (laughs) oracles connect reliable off-chain data to blockchains and different applications on the blockchain so it's a connector between off-chain and on-chain type stuff absolutely Yeah. yeah Yeah, and that's obviously important because on the we interact with the with blockchains, not just on chain. Like we're we're kind of combining these two realms. So if we're combining these two realms, we need some way to um kind of connect the two in a way that is seamless and trusted. And that's mm, where our comes coming.
0: Okay, interesting. Trusted is the biggest word I think in the whole space. You know, there's a lot of mistrust in crypto and different projects doing weird things and, you know, worried about rug pulls and, and yada, yada, you know, or, or or the data is not correct. And are you making the right trades, you know? So without trusted data in, in any source, it's, uh, it's a real scary world to be managing. So we, we hope to to bring some sort of stability into the network and the chain to begin with.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you touched on it, uh, briefly, um, but there are obviously a number of, so you have chain link and there are, you know, a couple of other oracles even being built, uh, kind of on Cardano. Um, what is your point of difference? I guess, is it a matter of you guys are all solving, um, kind of similar problems, but are all needed or are you solving different problems? Like what is, um, your point of difference? I guess.
0: Definitely. I'd, I'd say both. I mean, it, it's hard to tell, um, because, well, here's one, the only other project that we've really talked to about um, the Oracle solutions because the, the main two, um, Ergo and Wolfram, which people have heard of obviously coming around. Wolfram is a, a, a uh, you know, centralized point of, of data uh, aggregation, right? Off-chain and a trusted source for, for many, many years. But um, fitting that centralized uh, model Coming onto to the chain is difficult to manage, and we haven't heard any updates from them in a long time. Uh, but they would be they would be sourcing a huge pool of of great data to be able to bring, and so that's that's managing a you know a different problem that we can't solve, right? Because we mm. we won't have access to that kind of stuff. They've been pooling data for for years, you know, um, in different sources. So that would be very lucky to have that if it can manage on chain. Ergo, I honestly don't know. I know they had a proof of concept a while ago, um, but it wasn't built on Haskell. And uh, from what we've been told, it's, it's nearly impossible to actually make that happen on the chain. So in, I haven't heard any more updates uh, from them um, actually building. They, they're focused on building the, the, their chain. Uh, as far as um, as oracles, as I'm not really sure. The main one that we've talked to is API 3. And uh, I know some people get mad at me for name dropping other oracles, but I mean, it, it's a share, shared space and we need multiples of uh, oracles. Um, and they they do it a little bit differently is they want to work into what the future of oracles um, should look like. And that's a first party oracle. So instead of needing a third party to or- aggregate and sift through this data and send it out, like we talked about before, which is what Charlie 3 does or what Chainlink does is a third party oracle, is they want first party. So... So the uh, projects can go straight to the source and grab uh, larger aggregated um, pieces of data that are already ready, pre-made for them, uh, and they don't need to pay for these node operators and updates from a third party. And ideally, that would that would be great. But the space isn't ready for that, and that just doesn't work for a lot of uh, a lot of things. So uh, we solve getting to your question is like we solve similar things, you know, different uh, data that the, the projects need, right? We're all going to be presenting that to them. But the way that it's different is in, in the approach and, and where we're gra- grabbing that data from uh, makes a difference. As we said, we'll be pulling it from multiple sources. We're not pulling it from every possible source. And these other oracles might be pulling it from that source. So it's not uncommon for a project to run two to three different oracles. There's like six or seven different oracle projects on, on Ethereum, right? Chainlink mm. just happens to be the biggest. So um, there's, it, it's not uncommon for, for people to, to run multiple or, or multiple uh, yeah, oracle solutions to, to get the right kind of data for their projects. And uh, I hope that answers your question. You know, we're, we're mm. doing the same and different depending on our approach and what our yeah. networks are.
1: And as a user, uh, or potential user of uh, Cardano Depths once the smart contracts go live. Mm -hmm. As a general rule, um, the more people competing in a space only increases kind of competition and improvements, which ultimately leads to a better user experience. So um, if anything, like we should, as users, be kind of embracing uh, more people kind of getting involved in the space, really, each one kind of taking their own angle, each coming up with, their own version of solutions. And um, yeah. ultimately we, the space will be better off for this diversity of um, competition within the
0: Oracle yeah. space and, and just within the I mean,
1: ecosystem in general.
0: That's innovation for the last, you know, <laughs> started, you know <laughs> since, since the history began, that's everything, right? Everybody innovates and they, they compete and come up with different things and then that creates something else and it continues mm. to, to go, right? Like, so anyone who's like, I just don't like seeing that that maximalist idea or this extreme loyalty to one project because I don't think it's fair. You know, I, I don't think it's right. I don't think that that's the nature of what the potential of crypto can be for changing the world, right? I think yeah. we all need to work together and, and we welcome anyone building in the space, especially our direct competitors, uh, because it just adds more and it's just better. <laughs> so mm. that's where yeah. we're at.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, the whole maximalist approach um, doesn't really make sense uh, to me if your end goal is kind of optimizing progress because the moment you become a maximalist, the more you have these filters on and you kind of are resistant to like certain opportunities which are outside of that circle. And so you may not take that opportunity or embrace this new technology, even though it may be better because you've yeah. got these, you're kind of blinded with these maximalist glasses on. Yeah, it's um, total thum- But then you also sure. get it as well, because this, this is such an uh, exciting new technology and you may fall in love with a concept or an idea. And uh, I, I can also get the side of the, the Maxis, but I think um, ultimately we, we, there are a bunch of awesome concepts and we need to figure out how to collaborate in some way. And even with competition, like this is a rising sea and all these competitors are a boat on this ocean that is cryptocurrency. And as long as that ocean is rising, you know, all the boats will rise together. As long as people don't poke massive holes in each other's boat or their own boat, then that's kind of another deal. That's another situation, yeah. but
0: I'm not a fan of the sea battles at the moment. I'd rather just have a bit of <laughs> going on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, um, uh, so the inspiration, I'd love to talk about the inspiration behind Charlie Three. Um, I kind of love these back backstories which um, you know, people talk about, you know, maybe there's this this idea that they had when they're sleeping and then they kind of wake up in the middle of the night and write it down. And, like <laughs> what was the inspiration behind like Charlie Three? Was this more of a kind of business opportunity or was was this
0: um like what was that driver behind you starting something like this? Well, it's more so like a, a need in the space, but we can't, our main team here can't really take full credit for for anything. Um, we worked through Cardstarter to, to get this done. Um, the three of us that are doing it, me, Rob and Jonas, um, we uh, we're all connected to the people that ran Cardstarter to begin with in, in some way. And we were helping them out with the original ideation of the project but it was mostly them and i think that they saw the need for uh an oracle being built in in this space you know like it's not a hard ideation to come up with you know chain link for for cardano you know but uh in in the way that it goes and even <laughs> into the marketing uh i know this that the even our, our logo our branding actually came from uh the ceo atash of um card and he just loved this little you know like Wally, or if you want to go back further, short circuit looking character, you know, robot guy who's like very friendly, and I think that that worked out perfectly because he knew that oracles have to connect to everybody in some way, right? So why not have a good little friendly guy that can go and say hi to everybody? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was kind of the ideation of Charlie, and, and we just kind of got on the boat to be able to to ride that along basically. Uh, so I can't take credit for the idea, although wish, I wish I could have given you a much better story.
1: Mm. No, okay. So, but you had a network of friends. There was an idea and there seemed to be um, like a problem in this space that needed a solution like this and you kind of yeah. put your hand up for it. Yeah, it
0: wasn't really a business solution. It was more of a need situation.
1: Yeah, you identified a problem and you try to... Do what you can to fix it, exactly. and so so you um, affiliated with Card Starter, and you you did your token launch on Card Starter. Yeah, what was your reasoning behind? I guess going through Card Starter as opposed to I guess waiting or or kind of um, you know like like so you the Charlie three tokens at the moment are ETH tokens. Yeah, what was the rationale for kind of going down this route? Versus, you know, maybe waiting. Yeah, instead just of a CNT's thing.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean that's totally fair. It was mostly a raise proposition um, at the time, even though it doesn't seem that long ago. It's only three and a bit months, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Um, the belief from a lot of VCs in in um, projects trying to build directly on Cardano was just not there. You know, everything had been pushed for so long. You know. Uh, and being able to get on exchanges that were only CNTs for being able to, again, for, for raising money for, for these VCs is, is, was very weird to them. They didn't really want to put their money in, in somewhere that they couldn't really make it. And we wanted to start raising money to start building our platform first to get that first mover advantage. And we didn't feel like we could do that if we launched on Cardano native. Uh, so we, we knew that in Cardstarter's plan, there is a bridge um to go to be able to like an erc 20 converter basically but mm-hmm. uh through cards and if we're part of that network i think it would be good and so we decided to to launch eth purely for a raise situation so we could start developing now uh mm-hmm. so we could get more money out of, out of the vcs that, that we needed um and choosing the correct people that would actually help us with our development you know not just anybody who's throwing us money because <laughs> i think that's a really bad way to go <laughs> and mm-hmm. um and that was the main driver behind it was to be able to start development and have trust in, uh, unfortunately, like you, you need that, you need the trust of the VCs and they were going to trust a project that can actually start generating uh, income for, for them as well. Uh, so they, they trusted the, the vision of starting ETH, going to uh, Cardano on mainnet. And uh, that's, that's why we were able to function as we are because we did that.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Now moving to the roadmap. What does that look like for the rest of the year?
0: Perfect. So the roadmap that looks like for the rest of the year is not the roadmap that's on our website. I'll say that much right now. Okay. Uh, the new ones coming out all well, right away. Actually, by the time this goes live, the new website will be out. <laughs> okay, so sweet. that's good. Um, so that the, the uh, roadmap on that side Obviously, uh, integrating with actual partners on testnet right now, which will be purple. Right now, we're dealing with PAB issues just like every other project out there uh, and being able to um, integrate with everybody properly. So that's roadmap number one, Cardano mainnet launch, obviously switching over to uh, Cardano making all of our tokens CNT right away. We will still have a bridge to ETH because our VCs are coming through ETH and we'll keep that open because for the future, chain agnosticism is a long-term roadmap item. Um, so changing over, integrating as fast as possible on mainnet, we have to. Lots of people are relying on us. As we said, uh, Oracle's run, kind of run the space and connect everybody. So oh. we need to do that. Uh, then we will have soon or soon after that, um, sorry, we'll be mostly launching straight off the bat just with our, our uh, price feed uh, updates and generation that way and our node staking. So the node, the node operation, sorry, uh, will be shortly after that to make sure everything is, is up and running very quickly. Uh, and then the next thing is a VRF uh, for uh, verified randomness generation. So Chainlink does this already, but we need it for our space. Uh, there's lots of, we have a few projects already that need it, um, especially for like gambling protocols, like Rodoto that we're partnered with need, mm-hmm. obviously need randomness for gambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, Yeah, for, for sure. And, and verifiable randomness. That's the yeah, biggest yeah. thing. It has to know that it's truly random. And uh, so we need to have that going on. And uh, it's used for a lot of other small things in different projects. Yeah. Um, and that's really the main thing for the rest of the year is making sure we have that, making sure we have the correct updates, um, marketing wise side of like, that's all the tech stuff for now. Uh, and very long term, I guess, like I said, um, chain agnosticism and then um also, we, we hope to become fully uh, governed by the community, have like a, a potentially a side governance token. This is just very, very early stage talks, uh, ideas. Um, but we want to be able to work that way in some sort of a DAO where the community gets to vote uh, on, on everything. It's a fully governed project by like full decentralization. But we can't do that right off the bat because um, it mm. just doesn't work with the model of a, a newly budding chain and everything. It's just not enough involvement. So that's the long-term goals and then marketing stuff. Yeah, we, we have the drop for drop campaign with grow your stake stake pool that we're trying to do more humanitarian efforts with and uh, hopefully working with other projects to do financial literacy workshop type things uh, to bring it more to the regular person on, on this age of mass adoption. Um, and obviously <laughs> integrating with as many partners as we can along the way, because if we got to catch chain link somehow they're at 600 and some plus, so got to do it every day. <laughs>
1: yeah that's it you've got a lot a lot of work to do my friend um that yeah, clean water initiative a is a really good initiative um and and hopefully it's an idea that gets adopted by um uh, a lot of kind of people working in the space in in one way shape or form uh, this idea of kind of combining uh, a project on cardano which isn't directly linked to you know clean water but then you're partnering yeah. with other people that are maybe focusing on that aspect using Cardano and just working Mm -hmm. in some symbiotic kind of way. Uh, I really love that idea um, because people that listen to this podcast know that I'm kind of into that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. it's always good to see. So kudos um, for starting up that and everyone else that's involved with that. So do you want to maybe quickly name drop the who's in the clean water uh, initiative at the moment?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was very proud of, of, of managing that with uh, Josh, um, from Grow Your Steak, Steak Pool. He also does Cardano Chats, the YouTube uh, mm. situation, uh, another YouTube show similar to yourself. And uh, so I got together through my network, um, Riddodo, which is a gambling platform, Juro Wallet, which is another incubated project from Cardstarter that we work with very closely, um, Vi Finance, which is a DEX uh, based in Australia, very, very smart guys. And... Um, Sorry, it was uh, ADEX as well, another DEX uh, that's building for Cardano. These are all Cardano projects. um, And they're the first ones that are introduced on our original um, uh, press release that we've put out so far. Now, I can't say the other names, but there are four other projects that are ready to join. And they're just waiting to use it as a... uh, basically as a marketing thing for their launches uh to to grab in more people and join different podcasts and stuff that i'm having uh, having so i think by the time this comes out we would have done our first talk as the group um okay. and uh so people can go and check that out as well mm-hmm. uh, and that'll be really good but i'm really happy to to have this community of people. It's really great people and honestly I, all i had to do when talking to them was mention what it was and they all said yep here's our money you know, so it's really great to be working in this this space where basically everyone that's building for Cardano still has the same idea, and they've all gotten into it for the same sort of reasons. And uh, it's it's great to see that instant like want to work together on, on on a process like this that isn't tech based, that isn't crypto related, uh, to to show people that there is something more to crypto that we can do something good.
1: On that note, what? was your inspiration for even getting involved with Cardano? I know you kind of talked about it briefly, but it sounds like from what you just said that there is this other kind of deeper layer that um, drew you into Cardano. Do you want to maybe talk about those sorts of uh, aspects of Cardano that you are interested in?
0: Yeah. The main thing wasn't even the decentralized thing. Like I did talk about the community for sure, but that's something I found out afterwards, right? Um, The main thing was was this philanthropic behavior of, of trying to disrupt i guess the classic normal establishment of how finances are uh running situations and being able to well cardano's uh whole statement i guess is bank the unbankable right um and again being able to disrupt that normal kind of finance situation and stabilize different communities and i come from a a long <laughs> long, many years, entire life of being quite poor, I'll say, uh, not having uh, a lot of um, any kind of finances and feeling like I'm stuck in a lot of places because I can't go anywhere. Uh, and as much as my situation might not be the same as these communities we're working in in, in rural Africa and, and whatnot, um, I still feel that same way of not having any, any power, and I'm sure it's far worse for them, um, so that's that's the thing that really drove me uh, to Cardano is being able to stabilize something and reduce stress and reduce um, mental health issues, and that can even run into physical health problems and and just have this huge cascading effect on on anybody's well being and and through that again the nature of the world and and being able to even get opportunities for different things. Like I'll just take this part of the story in our clean water initiative is is talking about just being able to give clean water actually empowers the communities that it gives to, you know? So, and then this is, again, something I saw from Cardano when they did in the, the education ministry uh, takeover, basically to, to stabilize that in Ethiopia is say with the water that can actually lead to people getting more education, right? Cause now you're not sick all the time from the bad water you have your parents don't parents or you as the children don't have to, walk many, many, many miles to get some sort of water and bring it back. So now you have time in your day from not having to treat sick family members and not having to go, you know, spend many miles walking and you don't have all the potential physical injuries you might get along the way and exhaustion and all these other things, you know, like it is such a cascading effect of all these things on, on how it can affect it in a society, like in culturally and community wise, if you have this much more time to start building your community and uh, a better health status to do it from, um, mm-hmm. it's huge on the change and impact it can have. So that's what I saw from Cardano and, and all of these little pieces that, that work together and in, in sort of a puzzle and, and building and building and building and building, and building um, higher to, to, to better, more innovative, um, situations, uh, I didn't see another path to go on, uh, it, it coming into crypto. I just, um, I'm a hundred percent into Cardano for those <laughs> reasons and not for the reasons of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, the money's money's a definitely a welcomed bonus. Um, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. similar. I, I got into Cardano cause I, I'm interested in changing the world <laughs> and my yeah. particular angles with uh, in the environment uh, wildlife but also I've, that's all interconnected with uh, social problems as well so they're all in- interconnected but i see cardano as a fundamental solution to a lot of these problems and yeah. and uh, charles is really good at kind of conveying that dream and um convincing people that we can do something about it through embracing this technology so that's that was me so and it seems like a lot of people share that same mentality and they're getting into this space um, for a variety of different reasons and they're all valid. Uh, but a lot of, like a pretty decent chunk of the people are trying to actually change the world through using Cardano. And it's, it's awesome to, to hear all these different stories. It's quite inspiring as well. And mm-hmm. um, for me, that gets to speak to a few different people here and there. It's um, definitely a motivating force for me as well, which is
0: kind of cool yeah. from a selfish perspective. I think, uh, education is the biggest thing. I mean, we even touched on it before of this peer reviewed research and in, into Cardano, right. They care about education, um, education for understanding the different implications of, of what these can bring to different communities, uh, education on understanding how to manage environmental causes. Cause that's my goal too. We had a little bit of a conversation before mm-hmm. this about, it, you know, and, uh, you know, as much as I'm trying to focus on the humanitarian side of things right now, um, you know if you if you educate people in the right way it can it just just the adoption of that and exposure to different ways of thinking can help out in so many other ways and if I want to start dealing with environmental causes the main way is to start educating people about how to manage those you know mm-hmm. so that's I think it all ties in together on, on every every front
1: hundred um, percent I love the dream bro I love the dream um, <laughs> with the Charlie three dream and also the kind of the larger dream that you have as well, but for the Charlie three dream in particular, who was the team behind
0: realizing that dream? Yeah. So I did, uh, give us some name drops earlier. So myself as one, um, Jonas Lindgren is our CTO, a nice, wonderful Swedish man. <laughs> and Robert Heaver uh, is another fellow Canadian, um, who lives out in uh, Vancouver. And he has a, a great background, um, you know, in, in fintech and AI and stuff. And he, he works with a lot of uh, different banks and doing, you know, different management op- operations there. Uh, and Jonas has a, a great background in blockchain uh, already. You know, he, he's done a few different projects uh, as a CTO and, and brought them to success and fruition. So this is the team that's coming through with it we all are very academic in our backgrounds. And again, another reason that drew us all into uh, Mm -hmm. this situation and what we are doing so far is all of us, I think Rob is starting to transition out of his, his normal day job. I, like I said, have left nursing to, to fully uh, manage this project. And Jonas has done the same thing as, as made sure he's not removed, but like, distance himself from the other projects as well to really focus on, on Charlie. So it has all of our full attentions basically all day, as much as possible, because we see the potential in what we can bring with this project to, to the space, to ourselves, uh, and to the communities that are involved with it. Um, so that's the team. And the only reason I didn't get more in depth on their side is I think that that's their story to tell, you know, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. not mine and i I don't want to mess anything up
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair enough um for the listeners who um you know listening to this and and may want to get their hands on some charlie 3 token how can they do Mm -hmm.
0: that oh man through the mystical internet wormholes of crypto so the only place that we're available at the moment is on uniswap now the best way to go about this is right on our website uh, charlie 3io and right at the beginning of the website, one of the first buttons is a buying guide and then a get Charlie three. You click that buying guide gives you every single step on how to get the token right beside it the get Charlie 3 will throw you straight over to uniswap with the uh, correct um, token code in there already so you don't have to worry about having a fake. And you just go through that process and uh buy. I know ETH gas fees suck, but uh, that's where we're at right now. We're building, 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 building towards Cardano every day so we can get rid of that. But ETH is the or sorry, yeah, ETH is the only way right now and Uniswap's the only place Uniswap. that we're we're listed. And yeah. uh if you want some extra help with that, join us on the telegram and we'll go for it.
1: Mm-hmm. On the telegram note, how can people connect with you online
0: and follow what you're doing and support your work. Yeah. So Twitter is great as well. So following a lot on Twitter, that's our largest following. Uh, Again, Charlie three oracles is our handle there. And the, the, Links to all of our socials, again, is right on the website, um, charlie3.io. You go up there, you click on the socials links, you can go right to us. And there's always a moderator. We have moderators from around the world. So there's always somebody there to help you all the time in the chats and answer your questions. I am personally also there and get forwarded questions and talk to community members, even on calls like this, to answer questions, uh, which I don't think a lot of projects will do, like leaders of projects anyway. And on the Twitter, I also run that. So if you message me there or even just leave comments, I will be integrating myself into uh, everybody's curiosities about the uh, the project. So that's how we can get involved.
1: Mm -hmm. And obviously all those links will be in the description wherever I post this. Um, Wicked. And for the closing question, I'd love to know what excites you the most about the future of Cardano?
0: Man, that's a... That's a big question, dude. <laughs> what excites me about the the most about it? Um I would say stability in financial networks, uh, in the places that need it. Again, I know that that, that might seem like a lame, non-creative answer because that is their whole gimmick, right? But uh, for me, stability in, in financial situations and stability in communities and stability in potential mental health, like it's it's just that word of stability in, in many different ways, uh, is, is my most exciting factor of, of Cardano. Um, and yeah, again, stable community, stable financial life, stable mental health, stable education, um, stable, you know, financial literacy, even through through the same thing of education. Like that's, that's where I see the main thing going and, and crypto is so, so volatile and hectic right now that I hope that, uh, cardano with its processes and its ideas and communities and long-term goals can can help stabilize uh what's happening and, and people's involvement within their, their projects
1: thank you for listening to the podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please feel free to subscribe uh, and also if you like our content then make sure to check us out on social media with the handle Cardano Source. thanks again and i'll see you in the next episode